Hello, and welcome to Business Talk, brought to you by Business West and sponsored by People's Bank. Hi, I'm Chris Kellogg from the Kellogg Crew Morning Show on 94.7 WMAS. And I'd like to introduce the host of this week's episode. He's the editor of Business West. Here's Joe Bednar. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Business Talk. We have a great show for you today. But first, we have this important message from our sponsor, People's Bank. Thank you for listening to the Business Talk podcast, sponsored by People's Bank, bringing you the best in business experts, entrepreneurs, and evangelists. Make Business Talk your innovation break for ideas and inspiration. People's Bank, where commercial banking can fuel your growth and make work life easier. Member FDIC, DIF equal housing lender. Bank at peoples.com slash business. Okay, we're back. And as promised, we have a great show for you today. Our guest is Megan Rothschild, president of Chick Media. Happy to have you here on Business Talk, Megan. Yeah, thank you for having me. Um, so, yeah, uh, I guess this month you're celebrating 10 years since launching Chick Media. Um, you've been in marketing and public relations much longer than that. So so tell me about that background and, and why you decided to open your own firm before we start talking about all the things you've done over the years. Yeah, so uh, I actually, so I went to college for journalism, um, but as with so many people, came out of school and then did not go into the field that I had been studying. I, I ended up uh, starting really my career at Six Flags as the advertising and promotions manager and found this absolute love of marketing. Um, I just loved the creative aspects of it. Um, I loved working with media professionals to, again, advance awareness of our brand and the events that we had going on. And so I did that for a few years, and then I wanted to try my hand at nonprofit. Um, so I went to the Food Bank of Western Mass, where I was the development and marketing manager there and got to get some experience in fundraising, um, particularly around events, um, but also got to you know exercise the event marketing muscle that I had been working on um, while working at Six Flags. So I sort of had a variety of jobs after that. I went and worked um, at a private school as the director of marketing and communications. I then went on to um, a Boston-based nonprofit that actually was regional and turned national. So I got to um, help oversee their transition from becoming uh, regional to national, which was a pretty you know sizable career um, opportunity for me. And um, while I was at the private school, actually, I just kept getting a lot of requests for people from people to write press releases or help with social media. And I thought, maybe I should charge for this. <laughs> <laughs> and that is how Chick Media was born. I, I was like, I'm going to um, you know, start this company. I had a business partner at the time and she and I just said, let's do it on the side as a side hustle. But um, after a few years of being working full-time and building the business, it, was, it became really evident that I needed to go full-time and become an entrepreneur, which frankly had never been anything I wanted to do. <laughs> I know Chick Media has um, kind of, uh, fo- I mean, you have a variety of businesses, but you've really focused a lot on women-owned businesses. Was the goal uh, from the start uh, to have that focus? It was. Yes, absolutely. It was. Um, that was always something that was really important to me. Um, I wanted to help inspire and empower women business owners to find their voice, learn how to market themselves, learn how to be in front of the camera, um, and really advance their own business. So that has been a core mission of Chick Media since its inception. Basically, what what is um, um what do you offer beyond what most people think of when they think of public relations? Give me a feel for you know what what kind of options clients have when when they work with you. 
Yeah. So we're, we're a full service boutique firm. So we do everything. We, uh, we do graphic design. We do social media management. We do PR expert positioning, media pitching. We do grand openings. We do press events. Um, we also do influencer marketing, which is what makes us really unique. We did this pretty much right out of the gate. Uh, so we, as Chick Media and myself personally, we are uh, sponsored by certain brands in the Western Mass area, and we help produce content to endorse their product lines. Um, so we're pretty, yeah, we're pretty comprehensive, but we are a small firm. And mm-hmm. I always say that to people because you're not going to get, you know, an account manager who is dedicated to you. You're going to get the full team. Um, and you're going to get customized work. You're not going to get cookie cutter templates. Everything we do is very strategic and customized based on who the client is. So yeah, that's, um, we pretty much do mostly everything. For an, um, an, an entrepreneur just starting out as having a small company, what would you tell someone who doesn't know whether they should use a service like that or kind of, yeah, I could do my own marketing. I mean, what, uh, what's, what is the pitch? <laughs> yeah, that's a, a great question and something that I think, I wouldn't say we struggle with, but one of the most frustrating parts about what we do as a marketing firm is that sometimes people don't understand the value and they don't. And like you just said, oh, I can do my own marketing. Why do you think you can do your own marketing? Because you have an Instagram page that doesn't mean anything. You need to understand marketing strategy. You need to understand how to craft messages that are going to resonate with your intended audience. You need to understand how to analyze your Google analytics and your website hits. Um, and all of this plays together, like, right. You can't just be on Instagram and that's your marketing strategy. You have to really assess your audience where they are, how to find them, how to communicate effectively to them. And so I always say to people, you can try, but I'll see you in a year. And that's inevitably what ends up happening. And the, and the other biggest piece of this is that a lot of people start a business and they don't go through the proper branding practices they need to go through. So they have like their nephew who knows how to use some design software, create a logo for them. And then all of a sudden they're six months into their business and they realize they needed a professionally designed logo that was an EPS format and they don't have fonts and Pantone colors and their, you know, their website doesn't look like their social media and everything is all over the place. If you don't start with that branding piece, you will inevitably have to revisit it. And it is going to cost you so much more to go back and fix things than it is just to do it correctly right out of the gate. You know, whether it's, um, you know, websites or, or social media, especially, I would think, how has the field evolved over the last 10 years since you've started mm-hmm. the company? Um, because and you've, probably, um, you've probably learned a lot over those years, but I mean, just how has the field evolved as well? So, so much. I remember, you know, when I was the advertising and promotions manager at Six Flags, Facebook had just launched business pages. So we were, we didn't even consider social media as a marketing tool. And that is something that changes, I would say, uh, an annoying <laughs> amount of time. You know, I'm, I'm also a professor um, at a few universities, uh, locally Springfield College, and I, I'm a professor of social media marketing. And I say to people, I have to reinvent my syllabus every single year. Like my oh. course content changes every year because what I was teaching five years ago, some of it is not relevant. And that I would say social media is probably and digital marketing are probably the biggest ways in which the field has changed. And I, I, I say this, but I always say to people, don't just do digital marketing, right? Like we have to look at your audience and we have to understand where they are. And you might 
benefit from a more comprehensive marketing strategy where you're buying multiple different types of media and also investing in a social media strategy. So it's, you know, it's evolved and it's, it's widened the marketing opportunities that are out there. The marketing resources that are out there are much larger than they were when I first started in this field. Um, I've heard you talk about chick media, not, and not only in terms of effective services to clients, professionalism, but with terms like fierce and edgy and fun. Um, talk about the attitude your team brings to this work and, and why that's appealing to clients. I, I love that question um, because that has also been something that I feel like is a core mission of chick media. You know, when I started in the workplace, it was, there was a lot of opposition to things like my nose ring and tattoos, which I'm covered in. And I really knew that I wanted to emb- embrace people's creative spirit. And, and that was, a you know, it's a self-expression thing. And it's funny because I feel like a lot of people in the marketing field are covered in tattoos and have their piercings just because it, it tends to be a more artistic, creative um, career path. And so we definitely bring that energy, that sassy edgy energy to the table with clients. And we have a lot of serious clients, you know, doctors and architects. And then we have people who want to have a little bit more fun with their branding. Um, but we're also really good about setting boundaries and making sure our clients know you can't text me at nine o'clock at night, you know, and start talking about business. There's it's in our contract, right? And and you can't do these, you can't make me wait three weeks for content and then expect me to turn something around the next day if I've been asking you for stuff. And so I've had a lot of clients say to me, I really appreciate the boundaries that you've set and the clear mm-hmm. communication that you've set. Um, and they really like our our sassy creative energy that we bring to the table. And it's, you know, when you mentioned the boundaries, you said, I think that's, um, I think that benefits the folks that work for you too. So it just it's kind of having a, um, you know, a, a healthy mentally healthy workplace with work-life balance. And is that important to you too? Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. And I think, you know, that, that comes from a, I know we're going to talk about my, you know, my cancer experience, but you know, when I had cancer at the age of 20, I, when I graduated from college, I just immediately didn't want to work crazy, crazy hours and miss family activities and miss out on milestones of my nieces and nephews. And so I really had to find that work-life balance kind of immediately. And that's another thing that I I brought to the table when I started Chick Media was, you know, we're going to try really hard to be done by noon on Fridays so that people can unplug for the weekend and really get ample time to recover. Because in my opinion, a two-day weekend just doesn't cut it. People are exhausted and they're burnt out, you know, and um, we take the week of July 4th off. We take the whole week off. That's called our summer shutdown. We take the week in between Christmas and New Year's off. That's our holiday shutdown. So, and, and there's policies around it. We're not allowed to email one another. We're not allowed to email clients. Like clients have learned, okay, they're unavailable that week because you have to unplug. Like you have to give yourself space to recover from a, a strenuous work week, plus all the people who have families, you know, who are working full time and then going home to a house of kids and have, you know, responsibilities at home. Um, so that has been something that most, I'd say 99% of people love it. Every now and then we'll have a client who, you know, makes a comment about us taking the summer off. And I'm like, it's one week here, folks. <laughs> <laughs> so you're listening to Business Talk, a podcast presented by Business West and sponsored by People's Bank. We're talking today with Megan Rothschild, president of Chick Media. Um, 
you've been, I guess, a, a friend of Business West for a long time, at least since being named to the 40 Under 40 class of 2011, which we followed up with a longer story about you. Um, back then, we were mainly talking about your work with skin cancer, which I know is very personal to you. Um, can you talk about that part of your life and, and your work, your advocacy work with that? Because I, I know it's such an important issue that people should be more aware of. Yeah, absolutely. So I spent a great deal of my professional career over a decade as a skin cancer melanoma awareness advocate. Um, I did it volunteer basis for a while. And then I, you know, I ended up becoming a national spokesperson for the American Academy of Dermatology. I was a national spokesperson for the Skin Cancer Foundation. And then eventually I worked for what is now known as Impact Melanoma, which is also a national um, uh, melanoma awareness organization. So that really shaped a lot of my work, you know, and, and my ability to do PR effectively and be on camera. I did, I used to do tons and tons of media interviews with not, you know, with not like little people like Cosmopolitan Magazine and Marie Claire and Inside Edition and, you know, these huge um, national outlets. So I had to learn really quick how to be concise, how to get to the point, how to give good sound clips, um, which is now a skill that I get to help my clients hone, you know, like I get to take my skill set and help clients become really good and effective at, at being interviewed. Um, so yeah, so I, I was diagnosed at the age of 20 um, during my sophomore year of college. And just with my degree in journalism, I was, you know, writing for I was doing some internships and in writing and they asked me to, the newspaper asked me to write a first person account of my story. And that sort of catapulted me into, you know, the next 10 to 15 years of talking about this topic and raising awareness. Are you still involved in any of those organizations or any of that any of that work now? Yeah. So what's really great is uh, we have this amazing partnership with Taizo, which is a skin, a national skin, um, skincare line, and they have uh, an SPF line. And so we partner with them and we do something every year around Melanoma Awareness Month, which is in May. They actually just brought me to a beauty show in Dallas, Texas to give a lecture um, on my story and how to protect your skin. Um, we are working now with the MRF, the Melanoma Research Foundation, and one of our clients is BrightGuard, which is a sunscreen dispenser uh, company that provides access to free sunscreen across the country. That's so great. it's been wonderful to be able to take that work that was so important to me and transition it into the work that I do at Chick Media. So you're, you're, a, I believe, a three-time honor, a three-time nominee for Business West Alumni Achievement Award, which speaks to your success beyond what was originally recognized in the 40 Under 40 honor. Um, obviously, that's a reflection on the growth of Chick Media, but also your continued influence beyond your company. Um, so are you at all surprised by your success and how gratifying has the journey been? Um, I Yes, I would say I am very surprised because I remember as if it were yesterday, the night that I had decided to go full time with the company, laying in bed next to my husband, just in sheer panic. What if it fails? what if I fail? What if I fail? Right. That I just kept asking him over and over again. And he was like, if you fail, we'll figure it out, but you have to leap for the net to appear. And I could not believe, and I still kind of pinch myself. I never wanted to be a business owner. I remember people asking me, well, will you ever go full-time with that company you started? And I'd be like, no, no way. I want nothing to do with being responsible for other people's income, for being responsible for my own revenue. Like, I don't want the stress of that. And so 
I am amazed, um, you know, but I've also always been a very driven person. You know, I started working when I was 14 years old. I got my own bank account. I paid for my own stuff throughout high school, not because my parents made me, but because they, you know, I, I just wanted to be responsible for my own self. So I, I've always been very driven and I put myself through undergrad and graduate school and got my master's so that I could become a professor because I'm passionate about teaching. And so I know I have the drive, but I think the fact that I've been able to successfully run a business for 10 years is still something that I'm a little bit in awe of. You know, you, um, you know, as a professor, you, you, you work with um, young people, young women who might have entrepreneurial dreams as well. You said yourself that you kind of dealt with the, the doubts of whether you wanted to do it. So, so, you know, what would you say to somebody who, who, you know, wonders if she can be an entrepreneur, wants to do it, but has those same doubts? Yeah, that's, you know, that's something that people have asked me a lot. And, and I don't know if my answer is the most like, I guess, nicest answer, because what I say to young people who are in college and they say to me, when I graduate, I want to start a business. It's not that I discourage them, but I look at them and I say, you need to understand that a lot of what is involved in running a business is stuff that you're not going to learn here. And you need a few years of real world work experience in order to be able to do it. And I think that is the biggest thing that I try to express to my students is I fully support your goals of wanting to be an entrepreneur, but you're going to do it faster and better if you spend your first two or three years out of college in a full-time job setting, Mm -hmm. learn what it's like to work with people, to manage people, to be a leader, to like, what's a PNL, you know, what's a, what's a budget, a fiscal year, you know, like what are you learning what these things are? And so I really think that a lot of my personal success came from having years in professional settings and being able to learn those skill sets that I could then apply to the business. The other thing I say to people all the time is that you need to be ready to be strapped into a roller coaster full time. Like entrepreneurship is no joke. It is not for the faint of heart. There are extreme highs and there are some low lows. You know, I remember when I first brought my first full-time team member on, our director of creative services, she left her full-time job to come work for me. And within three weeks, we lost our three biggest clients. And she she and I just cried because I said, I don't know if I'm going to be able to continue to have you on. Um, And it was right at the holiday season. So there's no, you know, there's no rest for the entrepreneur. I'm constantly thinking about my team and making sure they're taken care of. And so until you're ready for all of that, I feel like it's best to get a little bit of real world experience before you jump into entrepreneurship full time. No, I'm not. I'm not sure what I expected uh, as the answer, but that's. It's, it makes a lot of sense. Um, that that you know, you, I, I thought maybe you know you say something like, "Yeah, go for it, you go, girl." And and uh, but just that practical, you know, ex- life experience, work experience, being a valuable uh, aspect of it. It makes a lot of sense. So uh, well, the other the other piece of it, Joe, is you might be really good at what you do, but if you're not good leading, managing, communicating, setting strategy, finding vision for your company. Other stuff is going to fall apart. I can't tell you how many entrepreneurs I see who are so skilled at the craft and the service they provide. And then they decided to start their own company and their team's a mess. They have high turnover. Everybody's disgruntled because they don't know how to effectively lead. So if you're going to bring on a team, you should. I, that's what I got my master's degree in is corporate communication with a focus on leadership. 
if you're going to do that, at least take some leadership courses so that you can understand how to motivate people and really inspire your team to want to be there and want to give their best work. We, um, you know, I've been in Business West for a long time, um, and um, uh, the, the, my um, colleague and former editor, George O'Brien, has been here longer. And he used to say, um, it's, a, it's, it's, a, uh, it's something he said that I've never forgotten, that he, he, really, he really respects entrepreneurs, and he says he really respects people who, um, who, who sign, sign, the back of the che- sign the front of the check and not <laughs> the back of the check. So after, after 10 years of, uh, of, of, of signing the, uh, the front of the check, what, what do you enjoy most about what you do? Um, I genuinely love marketing and PR. Like, I just love it. I, I don't know what it is. I mean, there's, there's days where I don't. And I think to myself, man, I should have gone with marine biology, which is what I was supposed to be a marine biologist, but that didn't happen. Um, I love content creation. I love my team. I love being out in the field. I think those are my favorite days when I have to go out with our videographer, who's like just so talented. And he and I can go out and capture beautiful footage for clients and really highlight and showcase their business. I'd say those are probably my favorite days, those and event days. So not the sitting in front of the computer, answering emails eight hours a day. It's the out in the field, the getting the hands dirty, you know, the wearing the baseball cap and the sneakers and just, you know, putting in the physical work. Um, I really do enjoy it. And my team has made it so much fun. Like we have fun, you know, we all just bought tickets to Brett Goldstein and we're going to see a stand-up comedian all together. So we're, we're also friends, you know, we have camaraderie and we support one another. And, um, that has made things a lot easier when times are tough. So, uh, I know chick media is celebrating its 10 year anniversary. Tell me a little bit about what you have in store as part of that celebration. Yes. So on August 9th, we are headed to Tap Sports Bar at MGM. We've partnered with Duncan. They actually were really excited about our tenure and wanted to partner with us. Um, So we are doing a summer happy hour with the chicks. And you do have to register because there's actually limited space available and we're we're running out. So if you're interested in coming, definitely head to our website and register. Um, But this is going to be a really fun event. Um, where there's going to be, you know, Duncan inspired drinks and we're going to have a photo wall and the team will all be there. And it's really just a way to celebrate our 10 years with a partner that we've had for a bulk of those 10 years. Um, so we're really excited about that. Believe it or not, that's all the time we have for today. I, I, I so appreciate being able to talk to you about your work. As I said, we've talked to you, we've been talking to you for a long time. We'll, we'll talk to you more in the future. And uh, thanks for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. And thanks to all of you for tuning into Business Talk, a podcast presented by Business West and sponsored by People's Bank. I'm Joe Bednar, the editor of Business West, and we'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.